This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the hot and humid day uh, voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris. And it's time now for you and for me to sit down and uh, think about food. Because you have to think about food. For one thing, you've just got to eat. If you don't eat, you die. So you don't want to die. We don't want you to die. But uh, we think about these things for you, and we turn them over for you to turn over, uh, turn them over again and again right there in wherever it is that you are today. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Coolwater Ranch on the North Shore, which is where we uh, do the show uh, pretty often, uh, and sometimes some uh, other things, too. So we'd love to have you on the program with us to talk about whatever. You know, I was thinking around... Earlier today, about a, uh, uh, it says here, restaurateur uh, and something, a restaurant, oh, I see what it was, forget, forget I even mentioned it. Hi. Uh, oh, look who's here. It's Marianne, my wife and my buddy. Oh, here we go. Here we are. Yeah, talking to that thing. So well, I, I can't reach it. Yet. it yeah, you know, I don't know why that was doing, doing that today. You can't. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's there is, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I need to get in there and fix that. Yeah. Anyway, um, here we are. Uh, it is a very, very hot, humid day. What's the matter? I'm just laughing at this maze of wires. Oh well, you know, it's, we're going to fix it. It's wow. it's it's not that bad. Uh, anyway, our telephone number is two six zero six three six eight. And what we do with this uh, information is we uh, sit down and we talk about it. We talk about uh, what could have been done with it. You know what I did for a while? Did that, is, has that pulled into position at last? Yeah. Okay. Does it sound all right? Yeah. And you can hear me and I can hear you say something? Hi. Oh, wait a minute. Let me give you a little bit more. of the. No, hum- no, that's good. No, no, that's I mean, good? I mean, I don't, uh, yeah. You, uh, you sound guess, okay to I yourself? it's up to Doug if that's good. Doug anyway. will uh, straighten us out on every uh, matter, and uh, that's the way that is. No, that isn't the way you are? That's not the way it is, or that's not good, Doug? <laughs> uh, you okay. can't he hear can't us. He can't hear me. He, she, he can't hear you. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll get this figured out as the day goes on. Why don't you come swing over here? This one will work. No, it's okay. Just go yeah. ahead without Anyway, uh, let's see. Where were we? We weren't anywhere when we uh, started in with this. Uh, today at lunchtime, I had two barrelfuls of uh, iced tea. And I thought, you know, there are a lot of people around here who drink a lot of uh, uh, tea, a lot of iced tea. And we've never talked about it before. Uh, and uh, so I thought, you know, this might be a, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, that we could have some fun with this to talk about uh, what could be uh, what could be interested. What's the matter? Nothing. Just go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Carry on. All right. And uh, I thought we, we could give that a shot. So here we are. 
I'm offering that to you as uh, something we can. Is, did it work? I don't know. Doug, you don't know. Doug can tell me. What? Yeah. Okay. There you All go. right. My, he All says right. we're better than, than well, we. Well, I am sort of the iced tea queen. Are you? Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sorry for laughing, folks, but I've been married to this guy for 30 years. So when I hear a statement like that, I just have to laugh. <laughs> yes, Tom, I love iced tea. Ah. Well, I drink you know, it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yes. What kind? Uh, well, it depends. I uh, am usually sort of a standard iced tea drinker. You know, it's kind of interesting that you talk about this because it well, used to you be know, where I, Lipton... Why do you think I have this right, gig? You right. know? It used to be where Lipton mm-hmm. was just sort of ubiquitous. And then mm-hmm. gourmet teas came in. And I wouldn't exactly call Earl Grey gourmet tea, but it no. was sort of moving into that direction. And yeah. there was a time when you would sit at a restaurant and if you said you wanted tea, they would bring a whole box of tea from yeah. which you could choose whatever direction you wanted to go. And then green teas came in, and now there are kombuchas, kombuchas? and those Japanese teas. What what is that? Again? I don't even know. It's just too hip for me. But anyway, there's say it for me. Kombucha. God bless you. Ah. Yeah, I just needed you to step <laughs> yeah, into Yeah, you know, it. I was just talking about being married uh-huh. to me for 30 years, that you should know that. I should also know uh-huh. that if I say something like kombucha, I'm going to get a God bless you. Yeah. It's just that I'm wired to to get braced for um, focaccia. God bless you. I know. You were, and, you're setting and, me and, up. To, uh, yeah, and okay. kombucha is just new. So I guess uh-huh. I, 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 but it's not likely that we're going to run across kombucha again because I don't necessarily need to get into Asian teas. I've sort of got my hands full with the regular Brit kind. There's you know? all kinds of Asian teas out there. So I, I think they're Absolutely. worth, you know, for all kinds of things. And there's, and there's the, there's the tropical teas and uh, there's uh-huh. a, I'll tell you what, the tea that I really like for a hot tea right now is at Zia. It's a lavender Earl Grey, which is really nice. If it's if it's hot if it's cold outside and I'm just sort of sitting there watching you eat as I often do, it's nice to just sit with a a cup of Earl Grey lavender tea. Do you know who uh, made tea popular in the world? Let's see if anybody knows. This is uh, I'm going to put it out there. Just it's it's going to slide around for a while. I've just do, do seen you know? that. No, I don't know. I know that I know that. The story with Earl Grey is interesting, and I just read the tea story, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Don't remember. But that's it. a that's a real different animal from uh, when you're drinking it hot and drinking it cold. It's two totally different. You know what I thought was interesting when we were in London. Yeah. Uh, oh, at the Green, ago, at the Gruels Hotel. What was the no, name? No, the Goring. The, the Goring. Yeah. But no. By um, the way, folks, if you ever find yourself in uh, in England. In uh, London, to be exact, there's a hotel called the Goring. The Goring, which we decided was a a charming little kind of. Well, you know, it was where uh, Kate Middleton, who is going to be the Queen of England someday, she's married to Prince William. Hmm. That's where she stayed. That that's where she left from the Goring 
to get into the carriage to go get married. So if it's good enough for her, it's certainly good enough for us. But the, but the Goring Hotel is part, as a matter of fact, the Goring Hotel has a reputation in London. Uh, it, the nickname is the Boring Hotel, <laughs> yes. which we were told on the Orient Express. That's what the oh, people who yeah, are, a lot of Brits on the Orient Express, and they yeah. were talking about the, uh, when we talked about being at the Goring, they said, oh, we call that the, the Boring Hotel. <laughs> but um, it's it's part of the Pride of Britain Hotel Group, which is an exquisite brand of manor houses. I think Cliveden is also part of that, and Cliveden is where the new Duchess of Sussex left to go get married to her prince, Harry. Recently. It's so complicated, isn't it? Well, not if you're a royal watcher. No, I suppose not. <laughs> mm. And you don't even know, I'm sure, who these people are. But anyway... Two six zero six three six eight. Again, I get to the point where I say, "Save us from ourselves." So, um, yeah, we're just chatting away. But I am curious about that tea thing. Oh, but I started yeah. to say when we were in London, we were at um, Smith and Walensky, which is the American chain. Yeah. So when I ordered an, an iced tea, I was surprised to get. Anything. A lemonade. Yeah. No, a no, lemonade. I got a lemonade. Oh. They were very excited about their iced tea. But it's not iced tea. It's lemonade. And I, I ordered an iced tea someplace else and realized that if you order iced tea in Britain, be prepared to get lemonade because mm. that's what it is. Yeah, I, I remember that was in an article I saw. Yeah. And it was... Uh, and who would have even given that a second thought? Well, you know, most people don't drink as much iced tea as I do. And I don't know, with the influx of Americans well, down here, traveling over in the, there. In the deep south, it's yeah. not a problem. Yeah, but I mean, if you travel abroad, maybe they just don't run across iced tea drinkers. Maybe, maybe a lot of American southerners don't travel over there. I don't know. But anyway, uh, iced tea is lemonade if you are in Britain. Yeah, and or abroad. Oh no no! Well, I oh wait, I I, I, don't, I, I don't. I'm sorry. I I misinterpreted that totally. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> That's my new my okay. new favorite yeah, I, word. I'm gonna, Whatever. Go I'm going to put this out here for yeah, you and for me, and also for anybody listening to us who might get a kick out of this. So there was a time when to drink tea at all was unusual. This was a coffee country, uh, but there were some people who drank tea but there was truly nobody around who drank iced tea unless you were talking about the deep deep south and sometimes not even there and that has been changing over the last few years and that was uh, booted up by a guy who really got iced tea going who really and it's at the point where he also had in his repertoire uh, these soups that you could just uh, chill in your refrigerator, and then you just pour it in a coffee cup and drink it, and that's how you would get. Are you talking about same... Lipton? Is it Lipton? Very good. <laughs> it is, and but there's another piece of this answer. Okay. Okay. There's there's another guy who was very very well known about things like this, and uh, who made uh, a person a major personage of himself. And uh, you know, I was thinking we'll just put this out to the uh, to the listeners, and somebody will remember the story on this or any of the other ones so far. So you beat me down two out of four already, I think, or something like that. I don't know. 
You do uh, know? I lost track. Anyway, okay. uh, yes, what is the story with Lipton? Because I, I did read it. It must have been, maybe there was like a national tea day not long ago, and I read it was in it? your almanac. I don't know. but it was about it was about tea. You know, the, as we sit here sweating, uh, it, <laughs> oh, it makes can, can you feel sense. can you feel your pulse, ladies? It and gentlemen. makes perfect sense that if you lived in the South back yeah. in the day when air conditioning was not around, yeah, uh, you were looking for anything to cool you down. So why in heaven's name would you in this temperature in the South drink anything hot? at this time. Oh, you so, mean like as in right now? Well, not right this minute, but I'm talking about back in the day when they discovered iced tea. Somebody had the brilliant idea to take this drink that you might be inclined to drink in the winter as a heated beverage and throw, well, they didn't, did they have ice? I guess they did, but it was like that block ice, which you had to do with the pick, you know? What, I don't when know. When did I... refrigeration come in? When refrigeration uh, appeared. And there was a, a huge party for it here in New Orleans in, I want to say, 1890s. And it was that coupled. That must have been a great day, don't you think? It was. <gasps> and uh, the biggest part of it was that this same, it was a train. It was on a train. And it was mainly filled with uh, with uh, beef. And they would, turk the, it, this, this would keep beef uh, alive as it would go all over the country and uh, one of the one of the uh, centerpieces of of uh, that enterprise was doing it in New Orleans. And in, in fact, they they even had the Brennan specifically noted as the person as the organization that did that. And uh, in the eighteen eighties or something like that, I'd have to look it up. But they uh, it was it was uh, something that was being practiced for the first time ever. So there was uh, beef coming in from uh, from Mexico, from uh, all over the place hmm. on these rail cars. Well, probably from the plains of America. Yeah. Well, they were, yeah. More likely. A lot like that. Yeah. Yeah. 260-6368, if you would like to hear us just continue to blather on. Yeah, okay, have you, but have if you, you figured want to talk out the, to uh, us. The other uh, ma that. major figure uh, involved with iced tea no, I, or any kind of tea. No. Lipton no? is all I got. Figured? That's all I got, Lipton. Okay, I'm, I'm going to put it out there. Somebody somebody is listening to us right now. Who knows and the mystery person? Who knows the mystery person who uh, added a, a icy beverage to lots and lots of people in Louisiana and most of the rest of the South. Who was that person? Marianne got a, a bigger version of it uh, already, so you can do it. What? <laughs> I feel like I'm in school, and I didn't like being in school. No, you didn't. We had a great lunch. You told me we? that once before, didn't I've you? I told you that, that you many didn't times, like school many times. Uh, so we had a good lunch today. We had an actually incredibly good lunch today. Hey, let's ask. I'm just trying to get people going here. Uh, I, I offer for your inspection a, um, let's see, what what what, the, what items are we going to use? Doug well, is taking it upon himself yeah. to save us. With the yeah, yeah, he probably Meaning is. Meaning it's break time. Call us, 260-6368, when we come back. We'll be back with more of the food show in a moment, but first, please, this. Hello there. Welcome back to the food show. This is Tom Fitzmaurice. Uh, I'm your foodie guy. And uh, Marianne is here as well. 
Am I well, the foodie girl? If you want to be. No, I don't want to be. I didn't think so. <laughs> Isn't that sad? Yeah. Where were we? We were talking about I iced tea. To talk about you were talking about iced tea, but I started to talk about lunch, which oh, was yeah. really good. We had a. I had a we really. Had, real, what? We had the equivalent of two of them because one of them we had eaten the day before. Well, no, that. Well, okay, forget I brought it up. We'll we'll we'll, we'll work it in somewhere. Why don't we do one at a time? There you go. Yeah. I'll, I buy that. So we. Uh, we we went to KG's, which is a place that we have not gone in a long time. I I crack up when I hear a restaurateur on the North Shore say, like Pat Gallagher, for example, mm-hmm. who said that he opened his place, Gallagher 527, in Mandeville because he couldn't get customers from Mandeville to drive across to cross that that apparently forbidding line that is I-12. Well, and, you wouldn't want to cast you wouldn't want to cast and, that, would you? And come into Covington, he couldn't mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. He couldn't get them to do that, and so he put down uh, the restaurant in in 527 by the bridge, and uh, well, certainly doubled his business for sure, but. I find that maybe we kind of do that, too, in reverse. There are people in Mandeville who have opened places in Covington for the same reason, because you just don't seem to be able to get people to go from one place to another. Granted, the traffic sometimes on 190 is horrendous, and the traffic getting on to, uh, into Madisonville from the South Shore on 12 at that approach you know, over 190 is is kind of not to be believed sometimes. But nevertheless, I didn't really think that I would say that we could sometimes be part like those people. You know, we could be doing what those people are doing. So we never do go down to, I call it, deep old Mandeville, except for the lake house <laughs> on the weekends. Uh-huh. But, but I just don't think when we're thinking about going someplace for lunch, we just don't seem to go past 12 ourselves. So we were down there for another reason, and uh, KG's was around, and so we hadn't been to KG's in a long time, and it it, it was really great. That panting <laughs> is the dog. Who would have Who thought visits. the uh, the dog would have stopped in? He he. Well, I would, because he does every day. He comes mm. in and pants in the microphone. Mm. Yeah. Now what we do, Kimosabi? Now he's now he's panting in the microphone because he's trying to keep cool because it's very hot and he has a huge fur coat, a really really huge fur coat. I keep trying to get him to get wet, but he he doesn't do it. Anyway, the first thing that I had, I saw that on the blackboard they had a garlic soup, a garlic roasted garlic soup as a special and that just sounded really good so mm-hmm. even though i'm not really inclined to eat soup right now i got it and golly was that great i like that better than the the crab eaten brie soup that's so popular or the crawfish oh, I, I, soup i thought that was really good and it's you know incredibly it, good. it was one of those dishes that you used to see a lot of back in the 1970s and into the 1980s in fancy restaurants that was not a fancy dish until you took a taste of it. And then you, you knew that you had it was very complex. Had uh, enjoyed something that really had a nice touch to it. I wasn't expecting it to be that chunky either. There were lots and lots of soft, 
but kind of large pieces of garlic. And it it had sort so, of a spicy quality me, to it. And I was wondering why it sometimes tasted like crab. And she said it's because it's the garlic from the the, the boil. Crab it's the garlic from yeah. the boil. <laughs> oh, that that would do it too. Yeah. But it was super good. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, that was good. And uh, anyway, it, it was kind of creamy, and it reminded me a lot of those old restaurants uh, back in the 70s that were uh, very elegant just like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, then Kenny LaCour came out with his crab meat and brie soup, which has been much copied. And then, of yeah. course, there's the crawfish and corn bisque everywhere. But I liked this one, I think, better than all of them. I thought it was extraordinarily good. Yeah. I, really, I, I, Enough really that I got some, too. Delicious. Yeah. And then I saw, well, we did, I did kind of go crazy, because then I saw a stuffed artichoke on the menu, and I had to have one of those. I didn't eat all this, folks. I brought it all home. Oh, but yeah. I did order a stuffed artichoke, because I'm required by some cosmic rule to have a stuffed artichoke. I think I'm still pining for the stuffed artichoke of my youth. <laughs> Did the other which girls... I never find anywhere. I just no. don't find it anywhere. No, you really I mean, don't. I mean, when I make my own stuffed artichokes, it's from my mom's recipe, which then would be the stuffed artichoke of my youth. And it's really, really good, but I never, ever find one that's comparable anywhere. And this wasn't either. It was good. But um, uh, so I brought the whole thing home. I had like two or three bites and I brought it home. Do you like your stuffed artichokes hot or cold? Uh, hot for sure. And split with uh, like five other people. Now, you know, I kind of like them cold. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why? I like them both ways, but I really do like stuffed. If I have a cold stuffed artichoke in the refrigerator, I'm going to hit that thing a lot. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Until it's gone, that should really. That an interesting mess <laughs> I, all over the place. I really do like it. Uh, actually, it's less of a mess than if it's hot because it, it's stuck together a lot better when it's cold. Anyway, you had the Ferdy. Did you like that? Uh, I haven't had a Ferdy in a long time. Does anybody know the story behind a Ferdy? It's, I, I'll give you this clue. It is a kind of sandwich. What is a Ferdy? You know what's funny? I thought I'd heard no, all of your Ferdy. stories. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I heard all of your stories yeah. at least a few thousand times, but I don't think I've ever heard that story. No? I was completely shocked yeah, that you too. were telling me a story I hadn't heard. The story of the yeah. Ferdy. If of the Ferdy. Yeah. I would like to hear it. And then I had another special from the Blackboard, a glazed, it was a um, grilled and uh, chili glazed salmon over spinach, which I thought was quite good. Chili what? Chili glazed salmon over spinach, mm. which yeah, I thought that, was quite good. Yeah. All of this was uh, was coming to you from, what's the name of the place? KG's. KG's. She, she's the, if you know anything about the story of how Bozo's came to its conclusion, uh, when Bozo's closed the or, or really before bozo's closed after bozo left was who's he bozo will was he will, sick uh he got to the point where he was in his 90s yeah his wife went on 
Yeah. Uh, even older, and she, she was, was young. She was 97. Yeah, something yeah. like that. But yeah. the, there was one thing you could tell, or you really knew this without ever having to know who Bojo, Bozo was in, to begin with, and that is this was a guy who never gave up. He just yeah. got in there, did what he did, yeah. and if you don't like what he does, well, heck with you. And but everybody did like it. It was a oh, huge success yes. and packs of people in there all the time. And she just, she sat at that little window checking people out. Miss Bernie, Chris and Miss Bernie at Bozo's. Great memories of that place. And uh, they gave it up. And then the nieces came in and they took it over. And Kathy was one of the nieces. And then when they left and gave it to um, Mr. Ed, Ed McIntyre, yeah, um, Kay, Kathy, her 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 sister left and went back to working in the office where she was much more comfortable and not nearly as hard worked. So Kathy, though, stuck with it and started the restaurant over here. And I really admire her because she started with nothing in this little space in Mandeville and worked so hard. She didn't have any money for advertising. She didn't really have any extra money for anything. And so to get known in the community, she went to just about every function that she knew of and introduced herself and got known that way. I mean, she really ground it out the hard way. And they're celebrating nine years this year. Because nine? the food is good. Yeah. Nine? yeah I would have guessed that it's, year. I would have guessed that they uh, were a lot longer old. I, I thought it was maybe at least ten years, but I think it's it's nine years, she said. Well, it, But it's good. It, it's was, really it was definitely good. a welcome return to that part of town. Uh, we have hit a, a, a moment from which we must abscond some programming and come back in just a moment with some news. In the Two six zero six three six eight. All of those things. And we still don't have anybody who has uh, said why it is that iced tea, well. They probably what, forgot. What, probably so. Uh, we'll be back with more of the food show in a moment, but first, please, this. Hello there. Welcome back. This is the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. And... Uh, it's great to be here with you talking about food and restaurants, and uh, great to have uh, uh, Mary Ann here. Hi. Who is uh, just hanging out with us today. It, it's not uh, a put-down to say that, is it? No. Uh, no, no. That's pretty much exactly what I'm doing. Oh, well, good. That rounds it all up. Anyway, uh, about a, 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 an hour ago, I asked the question, you know, where did iced tea come from, at least in the quantities and the sweetness that we have with it around here in New Orleans. Uh, th that came from, let me tell you right now, it was not from Louisiana or uh, in Mississippi. Well, probably could have, this is not could a have sweet tea place, right? Yeah, it, it's what this iced is, tea. Uh, this far south is not a sweet tea place, right? Isn't not as it is up there. Sweet sometimes. tea, more of a Carolina kind of thing. Yeah, it can be. Okay, usually is. Okay. Anyway, they. Uh, but then, even if you go all the way down to uh, in, into the single digits, uh, you learn a lot about this. So here's this. Uh, no one. I've, I've, I've been thinking that somebody would guess this right away. 
Okay, this is the the guy who uh, gave uh, a lot of people who live in the South the Hope idea to... for living. Huh? A reason to live. <laughs> a reason to live. I don't know. If I, summer. If it ever comes up that the only thing that keeps me alive is iced tea, <laughs> would you please <laughs> put you? me on a... On a uh, uh, would I kill you? Uh, no, that's against the law. But, um, you know, just, uh, you know, take it easy. But uh, you just, you know, out of you, one you of those. You once asked me to just drive you out to Big Ben and push you out of the car. Did I tell you that once? Yeah, I'm really thinking about that, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought somebody was going to guess the answer to this, like, rapidly. And so far, where are we now? 20, 40 minutes into this. And uh, no one has even taken a guess at I it. I know. Not even the Stevens. Not even the usual not crowd. Not the Stevens. Not the uh, bullies. 2606368. Yeah. So we can switch off to another topic. Did you know today was National yeah, Brisket Day? I did know that because it says here right here. But I wrote this article so that. Yes. So you make, should know that it's yeah, National Brisket yeah. Day. Today is National Brisket Day. And Remember the well briskets we used to do for the kids' school? Oh, do I ever. How many hundreds of pounds I know of the answer to that. did we do? For, the, for the, the biggest time, the biggest one we ever did had us going through 7,900 pounds. pounds. No, 79 pounds no, of no. 79. Maybe it was 780 700, It was something like that. 790. Now, the question is, how many zeros yeah, are yeah, after yeah. that? I don't know. But yeah. those three numbers we remember. But we used to do a brisket booth at the kids' fair every year. Catholic schools, I'm sure you know, have their annual fundraiser fairs. Yep. And we got involved with our kids' fair at Our Lady of the Lake back in the day, many, many days ago. And we did the brisket booth. And we had, this is what we talked about last week when I was talking about the uh, baked beans. Because on the menu was the brisket, which Tom was in charge of. And then uh, I did the coleslaw and the beans. And... I had a bunch of my friends who helped me with it, and you had usually one helper to help you with the brisket. But that was a huge undertaking. It was. It was it really was a ridiculous. huge undertaking. And, and we, it was fun though, because you know what? You have like a home base for the kids when when uh, you are at the fair, and I found that um, having the home base meant that the kids were at the fair a lot longer than they otherwise would have been, which made it a lot more expensive, for sure, for yeah, us. But, uh, you know, it was a but pretty a good deal. Fun. Yeah, those briskets were fantastic. It was kind of like you give, to the, you give to the fair in two ways. You give to the fair with your time, and then you give to the fair with all the money because the kids are hanging out really? in the booth There's when they're not involved out spending in money. Hmm. And then they keep coming back for more money. So it's kind of an ingenious program that the schools have there. Anyway, I do love brisket the way we did it, smoked brisket. But there are so many other mm. ways to have brisket. And I'm just wondering, what's your favorite? Two six zero six three six eight. What's yours, are, are, Tom? Are you asking me or? Mm -hmm. I'm, well, uh, I'm I, I have yours. a. I, Actually, I'm asking yours, and I, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking about that trip to Big Bend. <laughs> I have a I have a little tilt on the uh, the question to this, mm -hmm. and uh, that is, if I'll be darned if I know, 
Uh, no, what, what is your favorite way of eating my, brisket? No, there. I have three ways of brisket that and one of them I don't particularly like at all. So why do you eat it? It's well, it goes in the oven, and there are some people who much prefer having brisket from the oven. Is that like and, the Jewish brisket? Exactly. You know, I, I was going to actually say that, but I thought, well, anybody for, to whom that would apply knows that already. So, uh, Well, it, not really, because I didn't know yeah. about that. Um, well, anyway, that was that was one I didn't do too often. Uh, then you have barbecue brisket from all the slow smoking and all of that. I don't wouldn't say that that's my favorite. I wouldn't say it's my second. Like favorite. in the oven. It it well no in your in your pit. With oh, all okay. the smoke and all. Because you, know, you could also do that in the oven with a barbecue sauce. You could do that, and then the. Uh, but my favorite, I think, yeah. was was one that I that I got taken up by uh, when I was much younger, uh, over at May Lee's restaurant, which is long gone, and Two Jags, which is still around, but they still have the brisket, and they were uh, all of those were very frequently uh, serving that. Uh, in, in a way that had the meat just falling apart in your hands almost. And you would serve this with a mixture of, of all things, ketchup, horseradish, Creole mustard, and a few other odds and ends. And you would just put this all together, serve it as an, as an entree. And if you did this at the right time of year, which would have been you know, winter, you would uh, you would find something that was just perfect for that. You wouldn't serve it as an entree, would you? Oh yeah. Really? That well, was like an entree. You, you would go to Bailey's and order that as an entree. Absolutely, yeah. Really, Tom? Is that the only time in your life you've ever had ketchup in your mouth? <laughs> uh, no. Tom is an incredible food snob, as you all know. Isn't that nice? Well, when what? else? When else have you ever eaten ketchup? Certainly not as a standalone condiment. Uh, would you believe in my recipe for oysters? Uh, Rockefeller. I have, this is my own, this isn't the one at Antoine's, but at Antoine's they thought mine was good enough that they gave it to people. Uh, they didn't want to give out their own secret recipe, so they would give them my recipe. Oh, that's flattering. It, it, oh, I was flattered out of my mind. Wait, you use ketchup in your oysters Rockefeller? Not much, but a little bit. <gasps> and there was a time when, for a while, I don't know if anybody remembers this, there was a variety of ketchup that was in oddball colors, like green and blue. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, I, I thought, you know, if I used the green in this. Oh, oh, so you used the green and I, ketchup. And, and, then, okay. and then I put it in with the, uh, it was originally from a, uh, like, shrimp remoulade. But but it was for the... the what would possess you to create a dish that included ketchup for oysters? Uh, it, it was it was not for the oysters as much as it was for the sauce. And the and the sauce... Wait, wait, wait. Uh, oysters Rockefeller? Oysters Rockefeller. When, did, when does Oysters Rockefeller ever what? serve with a sauce? Ah, can I uh, just... There's the Antoine. If you're looking for the Antoine's cookbook, it's right there. Are you looking for the Antoine's cookbook or yours? Yeah, I am, sure. Look, it's right in front of you. Look, I'm going to stick your hand. Uh-huh. Oh, no, just let me do it. Uh-huh. Oh, right there, Tom. Your it, finger here? is literally on it. Your finger is literally on it. There, Antoine's right here? Yes. No, it wouldn't be you there because it's oh. Antoine's recipe. <laughs> no, what we need is, You're talking about your is own? my recipe. Okay, that's down a little bit further down yeah. here. I saw one of those just the other day. No? All right, uh, I'll go get it. Well, when we take a break, well, we need a break anyway, don't we? Here's one right here. 
Two six zero six three six eight. No, I don't. But maybe the audience does. <laughs> and here we go. You know, oysters being built. Doing We're something like there. this can either be here we go, great radio or mm. terrible radio. Or the worst radio you've got. <laughs> but, you know, uh, there are times when I think, you know, nobody else is, is going after that right, terrible radio. Let's... All right. Uh, here we go. Uh, oysters. One pound fresh spinach. Well washed. Stems removed. One and a quarter of a teaspoon salt. Two tablespoons of dry white wine. Two dozen fresh shucked oysters with their liquor. One uh, this also tablespoon. This terrible radio, I think. Yeah, giving one tablespoon uh, butter softened. Five eggs. Three, five eggs? Five. This is, for, three, this is for Rockefeller? Yeah. It's for a lot of Rockefellers. Uh, they use three, so many eggs in Rockefeller? Three cups heavy whipping cream. Uh Two tablespoons perno, which makes it, it, it is revealed because that's the kind of flavor you have in, in Rockefeller. Pinch of nutmeg, pinch of ground white pepper. The sauce, here they come. Here are the ingredients for the sauce. One, um, excuse, six uh, tablespoons dry white wine, two tablespoons chopped shallots, one cup heavy whipping cream, one stick eight tablespoons, butter melted, juice of one lemon, salt, and ground white pepper to taste. I see that I did not include the ketchup. And I, uh, I, you know, it's, uh, I, okay. Oh, gosh. So, uh, yeah, well, you know, we'll I'd say we have definitely that. staked out the claim on terrible radio. I have to say. Oh, it ain't that bad. We've definitely got that covered. And yet, so one, and no one yet has told me who it was who made iced tea a, 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 a something to love. If yeah. if nobody calls and and tells you that, what will I do? Yeah, I'll be forced to put you in the car and take you to yeah wherever that was. <laughs> To the Big Ben. 260-6368 is the number. 260 menu. Yep. All right. So yesterday we went to Rob's Rockin' Dogs. Yeah. Which was, that was interesting. Uh, I was a little disappointed about the place. This, this It's really a hot dog place. So you can get a hot dog like this, or you could get one fat like this. It is not you, that dog. It is not that dog. It is not even Nothing, close to that dog. Not even dog. close. Uh, and then the the walls were covered with uh, with forty five records, forty five uh, uh, record. Uh, as in records. As yes. in records. Yeah. Yes. The little discs. And yes. um, I, but the the music they whoever was choosing the music was doing a real good job with it. I think uh, it's I probably. I think oh, it's probably it something somewhere. like like you get a track that plays overhead. Only this was videos mm-hmm. looped. Of really cool yeah, recording well, sessions of famous 60s bands. Yep, it worked pretty well. I mean, I was even interested in it, and I'm not interested in that. Yeah. You know? You're listening to the food show, and it's great are to be here really with though? you. Are uh, Oh, of course they are. It's just a little trick they play. <laughs> uh, 260 
6368. And we'd love to hear from you about what would you what you've been eating, anything in between. Anyway, the, re- the only reason I brought that up is that uh, over the last several days, uh, there was this uh, movement. Well, it, it's a good, it was a, a, a strange thing that the, the, the uh, calendar the last few days, uh, it has, uh, you, you, it, you think, oh, no, wait, wait, no, this, it's this, the, you know, this, this other date. And I, I just had to get somebody to yeah. do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> Memorial Day, Tom, is just yeah. plain old just Memorial Day. Num- uh, back to brisket, though. Um, yep. We were talking about brisket. Jewish brisket. Yeah. You know, Daniel, the gourmet cellist, talks yeah. a lot about Jewish brisket. But the first time I had it was actually at Jude's mother-in-law's house. Jude is our son. Yes, whose father-in-law is Jewish. And she is Italian, but do you remember her Jewish brisket? It's it's in a thick brown gravy, and it is fork tender. Oh, it's wonderful. Delicious, absolutely delicious. And and that's kind of you know I'm I'm definitely a, a smoked brisket as in a barbecue place yeah, kind of person. Yeah, most people are, I think. But I could really get into that Jewish brisket over say. I'm sorry, mac and cheese. <laughs> or, Not exactly. Or some kind of maybe gratin potatoes. Would you accept that? Uh, for what? Potatoes are gratin. Oh. For, for a nice brown gravy with oh, sure. with braised meat. I mean, oh. that's essentially oh, what it is. Yeah, it's like yeah. a braised meat. Yeah, it's and, uh, and It's not like love. a braised meat. That's what it is. What? I uh, Some years ago, we did our radio show uh, with all this equipment, just like it does today. And uh, the hosts were putting together uh, exactly what you were talking about, uh, uh, that baked uh, brisket. Yes. With the gravy and everything. Yeah. And it was good. And it was good. I mean, it's it's a how far wrong can you get with braised meat? Period. Yeah. Braised meat with an au jus or a gravy on top of the following items: rice, risotto, grits like grits and griots, bread. Not bread. Uh, pasta. I mean, you you can't go wrong. Yeah, well, we'll actually. find out. Yeah. Uh, the food show will continue after we stop for some news and then uh, get caught up. And uh, hope you'll stay tuned with us. It's the food show on 105.3 FM HD2. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.